ghost of the werewolf. It is bad enough when a person encounters what appears to be a malignant ghost, but when the ghost is the spirit of something even worse. A number of years ago, a Miss St. Dennis visited a country farm in a very remote district of England where she planned to do some sketching and painting. Her favorite place to work was the village railway station. It was near the farm, the trains ran very infrequently, and the platform afforded her one of the best possible views of the entire area. One afternoon, after having become absorbed in her work, she suddenly became aware that darkness was falling. Folding up her camp stool, canvases, and paints, she was preparing to leave when she distinctly noticed the figure of what seemed to be a man sitting on a small truck on the far end of the platform. As he was in the shadows, it was impossible to see him distinctly. It was clear to her, however, that he was not the station master, and what disturbed her slightly was the fact that he appeared to be staring intently at her. The area through which she had to travel on her way back to the farm was bleak and lonely. On one side of the path was a gray and gloomy abandoned slate quarry, half filled with stagnant water. Everywhere else was gnarled, unhealthy-looking trees, loose rocks, bare precipices, and sickly, dying vegetation. The only visible signs of civilization were the lonely railroad tracks and the small, empty station. Deciding to take the initiative and overcome the creeping sensation at the back of her neck, Miss St. Dennis turned around and called out to the stranger, asking him what time it was. Not only did he fail to answer, he remained there, motionless, staring, and more difficult to see in the gathering dusk. His peculiar refusal to answer was disconcerting. So, without further hesitation, she gathered up her belongings and began heading for the farm. She was more than a little apprehensive, but she walked as briskly as she could making every possible effort to appear nonchalant. She could hear nothing but the sound of her own footsteps, but somehow she had the persistent feeling that she was being followed. Looking over her shoulder, she saw to her dismay that she was indeed being followed by the stranger from the station. She quickened her pace with mounting alarm. She was approaching the most remote section of the route to her destination. The path rose sharply, and on either side were jagged cliffs. If anyone were to attack her, she could scream herself hoarse and never be heard. Again, she decided to go on the offensive. Whirling about, she shouted defiantly, Who are you? What the devil do you want? She ended her question with an involuntary gasp. In the last fading glimmer of sunlight, she caught her first clear view of the mysterious stranger. As the figure came closer, she realized that it was not human. Although it walked erect like a man, it was taller, covered from head to foot with shaggy, gray fur, and had the head of a wolf. Its muzzle was open, and the long tongue lolled to one side, revealing two rows of sharp, gleaming fangs. Its eyes blazed with a diabolical fire, and as it drew nearer, it crouched as if to spring. Instinctively reaching for the closest thing she had as a weapon, a pocket flashlight, she snapped on the beam as she brandished it in the creature's face. It halted in its tracks, cringed, covering its eyes with shaggy paws, 
and vanished abruptly. Happily, the rest of her trip back was completely without incident. Naturally, she told her hosts all about what had happened. They were able to provide a partial explanation. Not long before, a strange skeleton had been found in a neighboring quarry. It had appeared to be part human, part animal. The conclusion she drew, therefore, was that she had seen the ghost of a werewolf. Werewolf. 